Froggy 99.9, the wake-up call with Scotch Tank and Nat, and I am fortunate enough to have a legend on the line with me, whom without I would not know half the movies that I love today. Author, star of Monster Vision and Last Drive-In on Shudder, it is Joe Bob Briggs, and good morning to you. Good morning. I hear that you're going to be coming to beautiful, scenic Fargo, North Dakota this week. Yes. And it's my first trip to Fargo. I've been in most places in the U.S., but this is my first trip to Fargo. I'm sure you're going to be very impressed. It's got a, it's got a redneck quality all of its own. You know, you can't escape the redneck menace wherever you live. I got to tell you, I grew up watching Monster Vision on TNT, and I I missed out. Well, I was actually I was kind of on the tail end of drive-ins, but uh, I worked at a video store at the height of the VHS boom, so. Sorority Babes and the Slimeball, Bullarama and Chopping Mall. These were the movies that I, I entered into the, the love of cult movies with. And then Monster Vision just padded the rest all out for me. I learned so much from watching you on TNT. Well, thanks. I, I appreciate that. Back well, in those days, we didn't have any resources. A lot of these movies were um, uh, kind of came out of, the, came out of nowhere. We didn't know who made them, what country they were made in. Uh, there was no, you know, there wasn't, you couldn't check a book out of the library and find out the, who was in the movie or who made the movie. And so it was kind of a Wild West uh, research problem. And I had to do a lot of background calls and things to find out where a lot of those movies came from. Oh, and all those wonderful, horrible details that I wanted to know. Like, I never would have known that uh, my favorite movies were made by Jim Wynorski and Fred Olin Ray had I not been watching watching you, or Andy Sedaris, <laughs> for that matter. Just, well, the very fact that you know who Jim Wynorski, Fred Olin Ray, and Andy Sedaris are indicates that you are hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> so where did, your, where did your love for these types of movies stem from, and how did you get started with all of this? You know, two answers to that. My parents always took us to the drive-in when I was a kid. And uh, there would always be a double feature at the drive-in. And the first um, movie would be the family movie. And then the second movie would be the naughty movie. Ah, yes. And so we were always trying to stay awake long enough for the naughty movie. And we we hardly ever made it. And and then when when I started reviewing films for a newspaper, I noticed that regular newspaper reviewers never reviewed the movies that only played the drive-in. They were considered beneath contempt by the newspapers. They were they were trash. And so they never reviewed them. And so I started reviewing them. And, and they were so much better than the Hollywood mainstream movies. And I, I don't mean that just in a uh, so bad it's good way. I mean, some of them were so bad it's good. But, but I mean, many of them were like w- wonderful movies, uh, but they were you know, movies your mother didn't want you to watch. And that's so right. they, were, they were only at the drive-in. And so that's how I, that's how I became obsessed with uh, exploitation films. I was the only guy at the time that was reviewing those films. But isn't it funny, so there's, the, there's those people that have that disbelief, too. I've, I've got so many friends that think, oh, it's just ironic. You're, you're liking Sorority House Massacre, too, ironically. And I have to say that I, I get more entertainment out of watching that than the majority of the blockbusters I'm, I'm watching in the theater. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and... Some movies that at the time were considered worthy of censorship, like uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know, it turned out to be classics of the form, classics of the genre. Um, you know, we know that now, but there were 30 years of, of uh, you know, that movie being used as a shorthand for the depravity of the country. You know, if you like that movie, you were depraved in some way. You're sick, yeah. And so... I, 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 I sort of became 
notorious at the time, and uh, a lot of I, got, I faced a lot of censorship and um, and in some cases some protests over championing those movies. Speaking of censorship, that's what I really am enjoying about the last drive-in because growing up between you and and USA up all night, I knew exactly what movies I wanted to seek out. But the problem was, you know, USA and TNT was was always the edited versions, and I knew there was something I was missing out on, something special. And uh, now I can see that on on Shutter, unedited. Does it? Would you say there's a different audience, or has the audience changed at all since those early days of cable to what you're doing on Shutter? I I started on one of the premium channels of of cable. I started on the movie channel. Oh, that's right. And, and in the early days of cable, you had to pay ten dollars for HBO, and everybody would pay the ten dollars for HBO. And then if you if you were still a movie nut and you wanted more movies, you'd pay another ten dollars for Showtime. And then if you really wanted more movies than that, you would pay $10 more for Cinemax. And then the, and then the few crazy people in the country who wanted four premium channels <laughs> would, would buy the movie channel. So I was yeah. on the fourth, the fourth premium service. Well, we didn't have any censorship on that. I mean, we, we would buy these crazy... There, there was a thing at the time called the West German Sex Comedy. Never watch one. <laughs> we had one. We had one called "She's Nineteen and Ready." Oh wow! Well, she wasn't nineteen. She was probably thirty-five. She wasn't <laughs> ready. She didn't do anything in the movie. But every time we showed "She's Nineteen and Ready," it would get this huge rating. So I, I must have hosted it like twenty times, just on the basis of the title. People would tune into it. Oh yeah, they assumed there was going to be some soft core titillation there instead of just hairy Germans. Yes, very soft core and 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 very German. Well, I I really enjoy the addition of of Darcy, your lovely male girl, and I feel like she really adds a lot to the show. And and I'm curious if she plays a part at all in your your live show, How Redneck Save Hollywood, that you're bringing. She actually runs the uh, uh, tech on it. She's, oh. she's actually <laughs> yeah. So she'll be at, she, and she's going to be at the uh, convention this this uh, weekend. So oh, she'll man. be in Fargo. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about your the the Redneck Saved Hollywood show too? I'm kind of curious what that's all about. That's like it's this really fast. It's exhausting. I, I need I need a, a tr- blood transfusion once I'm finished with it because it's like it's it's 250 clips and stills in two hours. Holy! It's the whole history of redneck of the, of the redneck in America as told through film. It's indescribable. I shouldn't be trying to describe it, but hopefully it's funny and a lot of fun. And uh, and I, I identify the very first redneck in history and the uh, ultimate redneck movie. And uh, we 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 have a lot of stops along the way. Uh, in, well, those in, are a lot of delicious. Boring. Those are a lot of delicious teasers, and it sounds like something that Fargo <laughs> definitely needs to see. We, yeah, we probably uh, are the home to the first redneck. No, I don't think so. Not up yeah, north, anyway. It's it, it's comedic and um, uh, cinematic and informative. I guess I would say it's a show I can only do live. I, I could never do it on TV. I could never do it on film. I can't wait. Uh, can't wait to see you. I'm looking forward to seeing you this Thursday. You're going to be at the Fargo Theater, uh, the historic Fargo Theater, which is pretty impressive as well. 6 p.m. doors, 7 p.m. showtime, and uh, Joe Bob Briggs, How Redneck Saved Hollywood. I'm looking forward to seeing you. Okay, great. Be sure to come up um, and identify yourself so I can I so we can shake hands. Oh, that would be yeah. so great. Well, thank you so okay. much for talking with me, Joe Bob. All right, thanks.